Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Good evening. Two games to go until the splits in the SPFL. Seven games to go to find out who is going to be the champions 2022. Who's going to go down? Well, with us, we've got three great people here in the studio. Two of them former international players. One of them with a podcast that's growing and growing in influence and in numbers. I'm delighted to welcome back to the studio Chris Burke. Top of the table in the championship. Chris? Yes, I am. Hopefully we can stay there till the end. Um, I've got a man sitting next to me who broke my heart last season. But um, we're all, all fair and well. But, um, he's, a, he's a great coach and hopefully he can get back into the game as soon as possible because he's done a, he's done a fantastic job with Dundee. Um, probably, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, favourites in that tie in their two legs. But they, they, they were the better team and the better side and, and he done ever so well, him and his, his group of players. So... I wish him all the best in the future and I hopefully have a good conversation with himself and Stephen and you, Paul, tonight. Yep, James McPake is with us. James, we still can't get over the fact that you've gone from Dundee, but on your mind tonight is this rump of clubs in the middle who could still make top six or, or and some of them are near the relegation zone. Yeah, and, and that's what... It's an international break, but that's what all those coaches and managers will be looking at. They might have the... The, the little grain of comfort that they might believe that St Johnson and, and Dundee are cut adrift but we know what football it throws up surprises so there'll be a few looking over their shoulders still desperate to get in that top six because you know as soon as you're in that that that's you you're, you're not getting dragged into any sort of playoff or relegation battle but looking at it it's it's mind-boggling trying to pick ties to even say who's going to finish in the top six, but it's exciting. It's great for Scottish football. Are you enjoying it in the media? You're as busy as Rob McLean. I see you everywhere. I hear you. <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm, I'm feeling a wee bit guilty about that in a minute. Um, but no, I'm really enjoying it. And it's like, I enjoyed it last weekend here. And it's it's great to be invited back in again. And, and I'm going to take a wee break in a few weeks to get my knee done. So I'm just doing a little bit as as much as I can just now to get away from babysitting if I'm honest <laughs> <laughs> you said you missed the family so much when you were you know living in uh, Dundee area for a while and managers give everything it's 24-7 I'm going to talk to you about that during the programme 0808 17 17 700 we mentioned you Stephen Stephen Reside is with us from your podcast which is A Different View All One Word that's the important bit yeah it's great to meet you I heard you on uh, with Rob and with Leanne and uh, Craig Moore a couple of months ago and you've joined us uh, in the studio here tonight and your dad, Bill, is with us as well. So, And the different view you have is you go around the country and looking at the facilities, at you, at, you've come in in your wheelchair, yeah. yeah. Uh, although we've got you perched, are you quite comfortable there? Ten, I, ten I, yards I away. I needed a steno yeah. lift to get up in the seat, but I got there eventually. <laughs> yeah. um, Watch him, he can kick a bit. 
can he? Just, I've seen both it, don't can. worry. I yeah. remember when you played, you loved getting people's oh, Definitely can't, Paul. <laughs> yeah. You're a Motherwell fan, so we'll have to go. You'll, you gave me the stat. So how many how many points from how many games? Uh, five points uh, the last 33. I think my dad's got me a points in his licence and Motherwell have in the last 11 games. So, um. <laughs> Allegedly. Right, the first caller, Graham Alexander, straight through. No, I'm only kidding. Not yet. <laughs> Send but, them uh, in, honestly. But listen, you could end up, you could be in Europe next season. Yeah, but we could also, if you look below us, St Johnston only nine points behind us and you know they're on a form like that. I'm starting to get worried because you don't really see where the wind's coming from, Paul. And that's a worrying thing for me. Motherwell fans have this thing called the Motherwell Tombola. It's almost like who's going to get picked out this week. And that illustrates the inconsistency that we've been able to field with in terms of our starting 11. Yeah. It's either the defence or the front line that seems to get changed. And the one area that I think he's been reluctant to change is the midfield. We've just lost Mark O'Hara to St Mirren, yeah. which is a, a huge yeah. loss for mm. me. And it's the fact that we're losing players to teams round about us. Uh, that's the worrying thing. You've got players like Callum Slattery, who I think is our best ball-playing midfielder. Mm -hmm. And then we've signed Liam Shaw. He comes on at Ibrox 2-0 down at half-time. We draw that game to each. He's not kicked a ball since. Mm -hmm. Ross Tierney comes on against St Mirren. Scores in the last minute. He's barely kicked a ball since. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's baffling fans is that these players aren't getting a chance when they're showing promise when they're coming on. It'd be great to put that to the manager. Yeah. Uh, he's taken over the show. But yeah, Chris, you wanted to come in there. Earlier. That's no, a really I'm good just, point. I'm just interested we, yeah. to... to, to to say to you if there was one area in the pitch for improvement where would you like to see that improvement and also the formation because it, you're saying there to me that he's tinkered a little bit with the formation this season I thought last season you know they were very effective in that 4-3-3 mm -hmm. um, then obviously Tony Watt being a, a major influence in that forward area so what, what do you think um, the, the real problems lie in that, that system well, a couple systems? of factors I think we've changed it to a back five and I don't think we should be playing a back five, no disrespect to St Johnston when they're second bottom. Mm. I think we should be going and attacking games like that. It was evident to me on Saturday that we were getting outnumbered in the middle of the park. We weren't picking up enough second balls. And I do think the 4 3 3 was the right formation. I just think he wasn't putting the right bodies in there to get that balance in midfield. Because we do have boys up front in Van Veen and Willoughby that, that can hurt teams. But they need the service, and when we're bypassing midfield with long balls every week, your midfield's practically wasted, mm -hmm. because what's the need in them if you're not yep. playing through them? The game's passing them by. Right, the first caller, it's not for James McPaik, it's not for Chris Burke, it's for you Jesus. and for the listeners. 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hugh, a Motherwell fan's on the line. Good evening, Hugh. Good evening, how are we, gents? Yeah, good, thank you. Great uh, buzz in here. Stephen, is, uh, he certainly kicked us off with this one for Motherwell fans. I mean, a huge club, really important to the Premiership and to the West of Scotland. And we've got a few Lanarkshire boys in here as well when I think about it. James, you're from Lanarkshire. Um, I'm from down the road, the Gorbals. You're the Gorbals, so it's not far away. And uh, yourself. What do you want to say, Hugh, to Stephen and also to everyone about Motherwell? Uh, well, first of all, it's great to obviously see Stephen in there. I've known Stephen a long time, actually. Andy's, Andy's dad, Bill. Bill's an absolute legend in, in the football. What he knows is coaching. It's phenomenal. Um, but Stephen, Stephen's very comical. <laughs> if, you, if you get him going, he'll, he'll tell you a lot of jokes. He's very comical. I do agree with him that we, we're now starting to tinker with the, with the team, and it's clearly working. Uh, he's probably got, there was Woolery on the bench on Saturday, yeah. who's been our best player lately, and he benched him. Well, he was phenomenal, wasn't he, against Rangers? Yep. Yeah. 
And it's not yeah, that, I mean, that, 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 that when you go here. Uh, I mean, that was the difference. He, he's been there. I mean, my opinion, I don't know if Stephen agrees with me, is um, we've got Callum Slattery there that he just doesn't use him. And I, I can't for the life of me understand it. He's probably an attacking midfield. He likes to sit and get forward. Young Tierney, I know he's obviously he's trying to progress him. But we've got attacking midfielders there. And I think we're too defensive. There's, there's Goss now sitting on a bench. I don't know what's happened with Goss because he came on to a game late prior to Christmas and he just fell away. Right, let's so, speak to, first of all, the manager. James, you've played against him this season. What do you make of the observations that Stephen and Hugh are making about Motherwell? To be fair, I think they two have put it better than what I can and, and they're, I'm supposedly the manager or the yeah. ex-manager yeah. sitting here, but I think the point's great about Slattery and Woolery mm. when you're talking. If, I'm, if that team comes in with the... And then if you've got Mark O'Hara and people like that sitting on your bench, which is not all the time, but... If, if that team's coming in and we're looking at that now we I don't want to bring this up to, Go on. to Stephen Hugh but we, we were quite successful against Motherwell we put, team. we put them out the League Cup we beat them 3-0 at Dens we were very unlucky at, at Fir Park so um, under my time in charge obviously mm-hmm. then there were a draw um, with a new manager so but when you're looking at that that they had real pace mm-hmm. in, in that side and when you take that out that that was to me that was a bonus mm-hmm. um, so looking at it from that point of view in I think the lads have covered it perfectly and it's a strange situation for me when you look at it because there's, there's teams below them that are probably happier with the way things are going or and, and there's teams that Motherwell now are sitting in a what you would say is a pretty comfortable position but you've got the fans that are that are asking questions of, of why this is happening and the big one for me is or why and it's, this is to, to, yeah. to Hugh and to Stephen why are Motherwell losing players such as Mark O'Hara so easily? Yeah, Stephen that's that's the worrying thing for us as well. And I think unless you're in there, James, you don't know why. I mean, is there a problem between the players and the manager? I don't like to start rumours, but I mean, when you're losing players to teams round about you, it is a worrying, worrying sign. And we've not got the budget to, to be able to let players that can be useful to us go and then take for granted that we're going to get the right replacements in in the summer. But bearing in mind with, with Mark, who I know very well, he, he obviously went, he came on loan to Motherwell, Dundee to Peterborough, come back, come back to Motherwell, obviously likes it there. So why wow. why are they losing yeah. players like him, who is an effective he also, player? He also did an interview at the start of the year where he says he, he's very happy at Motherwell, loved his time, but contract talks hadn't started yet. Mm-hmm. Why Why did we not start contract talks? Why? Chris, what uh, do you observe? Well, what do you think? <clears throat> I think the, the main thing is, I think, financial. Um, if I'm honest, and I know I know that's blunt, but I I, I can see why. Obviously, he's, he's the reason why Tony Lott, Watt left was probably financial, mm-hmm. and he's why O'Hara is, is leaving is financial, and I think that's the main priority there. And that it's just whether the the Motherwell board are willing to match that, and then give the player the option of saying, "Listen, we can match that. It's your decision whether you want to stay here mm-hmm. or you want to go somewhere else." But would Europe not give them enough money to make up for the shortfall? You'd have to pay that, that's a bit not, extra. That's not guaranteed. Though, no, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Hugh, is Tony Watt an issue then, having lost him? Well, clearly since he's went away in January, I mean, we've still not won a game in 2022. Yep. And that's the worrying thing. Now, obviously, touching the points with players' contracts, you go and look at previous players. Richard Tate, that was a set-to between him and the club, but he was offered a year contract. Charles Dunn was offered a trial back at the club. You think, how can you offer somebody a trial? I think that was to prove his fitness. Yeah. But I like Charles Dunn there. I mean, Charles Dunn's pace 
really saved us a lot of things in defence by getting back the defence. Then you're talking about Mark O'Hara. Tony Watt's situation, I think, is totally different because you're not going to compete with, with somebody who's wanting to offer the guy four grand a week. It's not going to happen. And I think his goal bonuses was bigger as well. So if we're only offering players a one-year contract and premiership teams round about us are offering two, there's something we've got to look at there. Now, I have heard a few rumours about a few other upset players in the changing room. Mm. I'm just hoping that doesn't come to fruition that they're obviously going to go. What would you say to the players then? We were talking earlier about the next couple of games for Motherwell then. I know you're worried, for example, at Livingston. I'm trying to be a bit more positive, yeah? Because there's always, you know, three different sides to any story. Mm-hmm. What's the positive, Stephen? What's your next game this weekend? It's St Mirren at home Af- uh, next after weekend. The br- yeah. after the, sure, after, after the, the break. Yeah. break. Yeah. But, uh, That's a must he, win. He, yeah, it is, but then Hugh agree with me here. Where is the win coming from? Mm. The, the midfield selections, it's been very combative midfields that we've been, we've been selecting in the likes of Donnelly, Cornelius. And I always think, I, I touch on it, you need to get that balance right. You need two that can do that and you need one that can create. And, and that's what's been missing for me is the one that, that can create is the Slattery or the Tierney mm-hmm. that can get the service to Van Veen and I think you've seen since Watts left I think Tony Watt was a great foil for Van Veen because he did a lot of his running for him a lot of his work rate like Van Veen's not going to give you the work rate that a Willie or a Watt is so to have the two round about him complimented him and I just think that we missed an opportunity we, we no signing Zach Rudden mm-hmm. um, Cheers for that, James. But anyway, <laughs> but no, um, uh, in sure. January because that yeah. was that was the obvious target for me because James will sure. tell you Zach's work rate's tremendous. He's quite similar to Tony and mm-hmm. and the way that he plays. And it was almost as if we rushed to get Joe Efford in the door last minute mm-hmm. when the transfer window was closing. And I, and I think you're seeing that those decisions are coming back to bite us a wee bit. Stephen, the manager will hear some of this. Of course, he does. He hears social media. He hears some of the programs. Um, they passionately want Mullable to do well. Do you think the manager would listen? Did you ever listen as a manager to phone in or whatever or, or look on social media and say, because these seem, these seem to me, us, reasonable points. I think they're very, very good points and very valid points. And the one thing that, that I got better at, um, as a player also, and, and Chris will be able to talk about this, I don't know what Chris does on social media or not, but when, when I became a, a manager, I... I kind of come off it all together because it was no matter what you were going to you were always going to find stick and, and there are enough problems as a manager without having to look on social media so board of directors <laughs> you're not coming that was me <laughs> so, I, so I come off of that but what, what I, I did say is I had a very good media a head of media at the club that if mm. anything really relevant which I believe this is popped up somewhere along the lines then I wanted to be made aware of it yeah. and if there were problems or anything to do with players or a fan had an opinion that, that he thought was valid and he had a very good football and brain and we had a good working relationship then, of course I'd listen. Why would you not listen? Like, these are the, the fans are the heart and soul of the football club. Mm-hmm. Like, you just need to look at the Motherwell chief executive. He's, the big, yep. he's as big a Motherwell fan as you get in Alan Burroughs. So yep, indeed. You're, 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 we're going to get those points and, and don't don't let them don't let managers kid you on. You, you hear everything or you hear as much as, as you want to hear now. Yep. You do what you want with it, but I think you've got to take on board what, what the fans are saying, so I think it's valid points. I'm going to bring Hugh in in a second, but Stephen? I, I don't want to be coming on here and slating Graham Alexander. I want to be coming on here and saying how good a job he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a great job. He was doing a great job. Um, for the first 60 points, I think he got 34. And he, behind the old firm, Motherwell had the most points in the league uh, for, for the calendar year uh, of 2021 with Graham in charge. 
And I, I was always full of praise, but I think the difference now is the balance of the team isn't there. Yeah. Hugh, the players that we've yeah, lost, I just, and that's what you're I, seeing. I, I think you just probably need to remember when he took over where they were. Yeah. You know, before you know it, you, they were looking as if they were but going to Chris, play in the championship. Yeah. And he's took over, and he's maybe going through a little purple patch. And the team is as well. Don't, don't you know, it's not just the, the manager, his coaching staff, the team, everybody. And I just think, albeit they've, they've all got what, but five points in the 33, mm-hmm. they're still only one point away for the top six. Right. And if they yeah. finish top six and they win the next game at home against St Mirren, will your perspective be a little bit different? Listen, see if we finish top six or if we get you up, it's been a great season, right? You can't take anything like that away. I just feel as a fan, you can see where things are going at points mm-hmm. and, and you don't see where the next one's coming from. Now, you're right, he, he, he did go through a purple patch. But there's things, there's circumstances that have happened that I think he could have dealt with better. Mm. Because I think when you're in the position that we were in towards going into the winter break, you can't be letting that slip. Not for there. Because okay. the squad's there. The squad's there for me. Mm. It's just the players that he needs to be playing aren't getting the chance. And that's what the frustrating thing is okay. for the fans watching. We're talking Motherwell Hugh. Before we go to the break, what would you say? And if, what what positive then could you say as you go into the two games? So, um, is the game after that is Livy away? Yeah. yeah, after St Mirren at home. Hugh? Yeah, uh, exactly. See, Stephen says here with a great purple patch. I think what he's got to do, and I don't, I'm honestly a manager because I know it's a hard job. I mean, James, and obviously I know that you'll know that in there. I don't sleep managers. But I just want to know what they're thinking because Graham Alexander's interview every week. I think it's the same. It just tells you, oh, we're lucky here, oh, we need to do this better. Well, you've got all week to work on it. Please work on it because if the fans can see something, surely you can see something. It's a must-win game for us now. That's that. There's no no draws. We've proved too many times. We must start winning games and we must start putting attacking midfielders in the middle of that park. Good, Hugh. Thanks for that call. We will speak to you thanks, soon. Cheers. Thanks, Hugh. Thanks, Hugh. Is this a stitch up here, Stephen? You say you know each other. There, he's on. I think we're getting played here. That, that, that was good chat. Though we're talking Mull because yeah. we've got Stephen is with us. And can you stay with us after the break, Stephen? Yeah. Can we talk about other things as well? Would you? Absolutely. You give us your insight on Scotland, for example. I mean, I'll try. Aye. Yeah, go on, because uh, Andy Robertson. He won't be playing on Thursday night, so we wonder how will Scotland line up? We'll get Chris and James McPake's take on that. Uh, some of the other headlines today, um, well, Rangers have issued a statement um, to the fans protesting about the club. We'll talk about that a little bit during the programme. Uh, Scotland, we could be hosting games at Euro 2028, the joint bid with the rest of the UK and Ireland. Uh, Celtic gets 700 tickets for next month's clash at, at Ibrox and that's the first time since 2019 that opposing fans will have been at the other stadium so that is to be welcomed albeit 700 um, Rogic, what's happening then so he's out of the Australian squad Dyson Maeda is out of the Japan they'd have been playing against each other but will they be fit that tackle was a bad one wasn't it against uh, Rogic at the weekend um, mm. will they be back or Chris maybe not that's, that's <laughs> not, not exactly yeah you know we're the we're not no, the no, football no, no, experts listen, but yeah I, I've looked at that a few times and it's he could have gave a yellow or a red. Yeah. Uh, the more I look at it, the more I was thinking, oh, maybe it's not a red. But the referee only has one one chance to see that. That's the former Rangers and player. And that's me saying I don't like getting tackled as well. Former, <laughs> former Rangers player, the Kilmarnock star, uh, Chris Burke, top of the table. He was asking for the 
the, the prime seat in the office, wasn't he, James? Because he's top of the table. He's like, right, I'm king of the hill. He deserves it. Yeah, he does indeed. Oh, it's not in his nature. You enjoying these two or can they stay they, just now? Yeah, they can stay. Okay. Can I just jump in with yeah. one last bit about Motherwell? Yeah. As much as it sounded like I was sitting there criticising Graham Alexander, I'd love to be sitting in his position in the league with my Dundee team at the minute. <laughs> so, so it could always be worse. <laughs> no, you've got to look at it for that perspective as well. Exactly. I must say that. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Stephen's here, so is James, and so is Chris and Paul. We're back just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show coming from the heart of Glasgow with the Taxi Centre. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We're on the socials as well. Stephen, you like the studios here? Yep, nice and comfy, uh, very Great. professional as well. What Looking you know? after you, yeah, good. I you think. got my drink? Yeah, want a drink? Yeah, do you want some wine? Some tea, coffee, whatever we want. <laughs> James, executive what producer, looking up. But uh, listen, we all make the tea and coffee <laughs> in here as well. And uh, Stephen, I'm going to ask you about the best grounds in Scotland for facilities-wise, which is what you talk about as well, as well as talking football. A lot of people come in the social saying, so impressed with that chat, they enjoyed it about Motherwell and your knowledge as well. So let's talk a bit of Scottish football. We'll hear from Stephen Naismith in a moment or two and also Craig Gordon. Well, you heard the headlines yesterday, some of the changes. David Marshall not making it, of course, because mm-hmm. of injury. Great pal of yours, yeah, as we yeah. know, Chris. The news today is he's going to miss the rest of the season. I know, and do you know what? And, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he'll be, he's so disappointed. Um, I've spoke to him. Um, he's devastated because he's never ever had a muscle injury before. And he just got it actually, just I think walking to his goal back to take a, a goal kick. I was going to ask you what happened. And, yeah. And do you know what? He was so close yeah. to being the all time record appearance in the championship as well. Um, and just to get yourself back in the Scotland squad, you get that gets announced and then that happens. So I wish him well. I hopefully he recovers he recovers quick, albeit it's a, a hamstring injury. Um but he's he's one that's very professional and he will mm. look after himself. He's got a long, long career ahead of him still you know what goalkeepers are like I mean you look after yourself and you're a top quality goalkeeper um, he'll still have a lot a lot of football to get played James he gave us one of the great memories didn't he the save against Mitrovic we'll never forget it no he did it was great and it's it's one that you look back on still even and, and I went into I went into the two games the Czech Republic and the, the Croatia game um, and that was great as I, I was lucky enough to be part of the crowd in, in those mm. occasions and and getting them in, but that night, even sitting in the house, just with with the family watching that, and and as I say, three three little girls who know nothing about football, but were desperate, and then everything the school's done, and that that well, it was down to the full squad, Steve Clark, his staff, but a lot of it was down to David Marshall and that penalty save. So it's one we'll always remember. And, uh, I echo Chris's words and, and hope he does get back and hope he breaks that record in the championship because what a feat that must be as well. Amazing, yeah. There's a lot of players in that championship right. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, were you watching with your dad that night? Yeah, I can't really tell you where that was because I think it was somewhere that wasn't supposed to be oh, that yeah. night. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but no, but no, listen, yeah. it was a special occasion and I think we, we'd, we'd had um, one, of the, one of the worst years for everybody with, yeah. with COVID and sure. the pandemic. So I think we would have allowed that wee one night just to let go. And listen, what David Marshall's save has done is it, it's given the country momentum. I mean, when we get back into this playoff against Ukraine, the players will have been there now. And, and that can only help them going into these World Cup playoffs. I think the squad's stronger. 
Um, and I think we've got a great, great chance to qualify. Right, let's hear from someone, the number one goalkeeper, Craig Gordon, speaking about Holland, about Poland uh, for Thursday night. Both games will present challenges in that respect of whether they play their, their full team to start with, make changes, make substitutions which could disrupt the game. But you know, they, these are things we're just going to have to cope with. Um, we, we don't know if they'll, they'll play a, a full-strength team or, or maybe keep some of the, the bigger players for the, the second game. To, to avoid injuries and that's that's up to them but for us it's about controlling what we can control and that's our performance and, and trying to win the game What about uh, Stephen Naismith one of the coaches uh, he's been speaking about the new faces who were called in yesterday Big Ross that's come in you can tell he appreciates being here and he'll, he's enjoy, he seems to have enjoyed it so far but these guys have come in rightly so but again they've got to see this week as their chance to they don't need to have a man of the match performance, but they need to show that they're comfortable in this environment and with this group. When I was a young player coming into the national team, the biggest time you realise this is an upgrade is as soon as you step in the training pitch. Because from the warm up to the passing to the any possession boxes you do at games, it's sharper because if these you've got the quality of player, but then you've got everyone trying to be in that team. Chris, what are you thinking? So we heard yesterday Craig Halkett is in. Mm -hmm. Xander Clark replacing, yeah, of course. Right uh, yep, And uh, Ross Stewart, Sunderland, yeah. who's been speaking with uh, Jermaine Defoe today down at Sunderland about you know Scotland in general. What do you think? Who's going to replace Andy Robertson? Yeah, obviously I heard that Andy Robertson might um, probably I feel miss out. So it's whether um, you know, Steve Clark tinkers with personnel. And it, it, as Naismith said, said there, the ones that are coming in are, are deservedly so... Mm -hmm in there by merit but it will give Steve Clark an option to, to see how they are in that environment um, I think he'll judge on who he's playing on the training which he always does and rightly so um, so if, if you're good enough you will, you will be involved whether it's at the start of the game or whether you're included in, in the second match or whether it's coming off the bench but it's good for for the likes of Scotland to see that he's, in, he's involving people like that you know and Halkett I think definitely fantastic that he's been involved um d delighted for him just because you know he's 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 a, he's a quality defender and if there's one thing i know about steve clark he just loves his defenders defending <laughs> um and defending your box well and he does that and i think um when he was out for a little bit of time when hearts had that little purple patch as we spoke about what motherwell had he was out the team and then he came back in and now hearts look even stronger. Mm. So I'm delighted for Halkett and obviously for, for Stuart and Xander Clark. Aaron Hickey, are we going to see him on I Thursday hope night? So. Yeah. I hope that's the one I want to see. Look, what, what do you make of him? Fantastic. Mm. And I've seen him playing against that when obviously I was a youth team manager at Dundee and I've had numerous conversations with Liam Fox and Liam will not mind me saying it, but he says how humble a kid he is and how good a, a player he is. He still speaks to him just now. And, and this is a player that's made... 27 appearances in Serie A for Bologna this year so he's obviously playing at the top level of world football um, people will say the Italian league isn't as strong as it used to be but still going out there and being being Scottish out there playing I'd love to see him and the conversations I've had is that there's still arguments whether he's right or left footed but obviously he predominantly plays on the left hand side so we might just see him on the right hand side we don't know but I'd love to see him get some minutes and get involved Stephen Reside, who is with us. Stephen, what do you reckon at the I, back? I think it's good to see boys like Aaron Hickey getting a chance. I mean, he's had to wait, obviously, because he was being in front of him, though he's a Patterson. You've got Tierney Robertson as well, so it's been very, very difficult for him to, to, to get that opportunity. But it can only be good for Scottish football that we have these options, and 
Um, if he's playing 27 games in Serie A, I, I have no doubt in my mind that he's more than capable of making the step up to international football. Bear in mind, this is a player that I think his second ever game was a Scottish Cup final. Yeah. Uh, his first game, he maybe started at Celtic Park. Now, maybe getting that mixed up slightly, but his second game, I'm sure, was a Scottish Cup final against perhaps. Celtic. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he, he didn't look out of place in that game. Arguably, Hart's his best player that mm-hmm. day. So, look, I, I want to see him. I want to see him playing in, at Hamden yeah. on Thursday night. And plus, I think Naismith even said that, you know, he doesn't, his natural position might not just be left back. He can play mm-hmm. in numerous positions. As you said, you don't know what foot he kicks with. You know him better than me. Liam Fox doesn't know him, and, and Liam coached him, and he, he says, and, and he, he basically asked him that question because where is he? Because people are saying, can he play there? Mm-hmm. He, this is a kid that at sixteen played in the Premiership for Four Hearts as a centre back. Yeah. Now you see, look, so he can obviously mm-hmm. he can play different positions, and we know we've got the two world class left backs. So we are in Hickey coming in. Does that? Does that help us out on the other side of the pitch if he's as comfortable playing there? So I'm desperate to see him playing for Scotland. Stephen, are you going on Thursday night? Yeah, I've been going to Scotland games since since I was six, so yeah. I, I'll definitely be going. What age are you? I'm 28 now. 28. So, but, but, so you'll be there, Lewandowski, one of the greats. You're looking forward to seeing him? No, no, I'm focused on the Scotland team. Oh. I want to see <laughs> yeah. what we've got. I want to see what we've got. Um, yeah. It's all about us now. It's about us building momentum and it's about we need to keep winning. I think... I think we're a, a really good striker away for being a really competitive international side. Do you know that? Mm. And of I course, really do. Mm. Lyndon Dykes, of course, yeah, he hasn't played now for what seven games. He's not mm. going to be ready for Thursday, is he? Um, Shea Adams has been really good for us, but we're not blessed with too many strikers, James, are we? No, let's have a look at Ross Stewart. Yeah, twenty-two goals and forty-three appearances, and mm. people will throw it. Uh, it's League One, and who cares? It's goals. Mm. Let, let's throw him in. Let's have a look at him. I'm the opposite. I, I had the, the joy of getting in and watching Luka Modric um, playing in there and that night I just a player calmed him um, I know that's the but whatever he, watching him live that was are, oh, watching him live was outstanding and I'd love to do the same with Lewandowski if, he, if he's fit and he's and playing despite yeah. his age as well he's yeah. phenomenal wasn't he right, he got yep. a 34 soon in the uh-huh. summer so yep. and I've just seen that he scored 12 goals in the Champions League this season mm. in 8 appearances Unbelievable, and that's not even talking about his, his, mm. his league form as well. But and on Ross Stewart, I'm 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 with you in that, you know, because he's got that 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 tall physical presence as well, um, similar stature to to Lyndon Dykes, and and I know again of Steve Clark that he, he likes that number nine to be a focal point. But having said that, I think um, G Adams has has been terrific. Whether he, he he plays just one behind the one in the three five two or whatever is it, mm. you never know. He might change formation to to see how it goes, and because when you play and you want to get to Euros and the World Cups and you play against top, top teams, you're going to maybe have to change your formation just because the other teams are that good. You know who would normally be here at this time as well? It would be John Hartson, but of course he'll be uh, watching Wales, Austria as well and we would have been up against them in competition, we hope, after the Ukraine game and let's hope that things improve for the people of Ukraine by the time of June. So big John Hartson would have been where you are. Um... Facilities-wise, what's Hamden like for you? Uh, really good at one end, really poor at the other end. Um, the south stand, which is where the benches are at Hamden, you're, you're at eye level. So what you have is you have like photographers, stewards, subs, ball boys, everybody running in front of you. Right. And it's really difficult 
to kind of a see the ball because you're far away from the pitches that is at Hamden. And that's the old main stand, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so across at the other end, which mm-hmm. is the end that the TV cameras look at, the north stand is brilliant because you're elevated right. mm-hmm. and you're high up so mm-hmm. you can see everything. Mm-hmm. And this is what I think clubs and stadiums need to look at, particularly if they're building new stadiums. I understand that with old stadiums it can be diff- difficult yeah. because of structure and maybe finances for clubs as well. But if you can try and give disabled supporters an elevated view of the game because it's it's much much better experience. Are you consulted about it? Does anyone ask you? Um, not, Is there a forum for? Not, not really. Do you know that? Okay. Um, to be honest with you, I think since I've started the channel, a few clubs have contacted mm-hmm. me. Celtic have contacted me. St. Johnson have been really good, but I think the disappointing thing for me is that my own club haven't got involved. Um, because I think it's a big opportunity. No, I understand that financially. There may be there may be issues for clubs, but I think this is where governing bodies mm. need to look at it. I mean, for for places like nightclubs and pubs, we have legislation in place for disabled people. Mm. Why should it be any different at a football stadium? No, right. uh, because I don't think it should be on clubs to to pull these finances for disabled supporters. I think governments and I think governing bodies should be helping clubs. There, absolutely there should be legislation anyone listening to the Scottish government yep. UK government let's get some action here mm-hmm. and, and if I don't if yeah. I don't drive it if people like me mm-hmm. disabled folk don't speak up then nothing will get done about it because and this isn't a, any disrespect to able-bodied people but if they don't experience it they don't know so why would they do anything about it it's, it's ignorance got, it's got to be me you know well, you what need to ask would you sit there you know what I mean yep. That's the and there's line. nothing on your tickets because it's a restricted viewer we just told where they go mm. do you know what I mean yeah you're right. Well said. What's yeah. the best ground in Scotland in your experience? And what's the give us your podcast again so that people can, you know, I'd love people to write it down and make sure. It's a different view, all one word. Um, so I think the best ground for me in Scotland is St Johnson's really good. Right. St Mirren, I've just been, as you can see on the channel, they've got a really good thing for the home end, but their away end's poor, which I've spoke to the guys about the match because mm-hmm. they had, uh, I think it was through their supporters association. They, they introduced the new funds. Oh, is that when you're looking at the main stand up yep. in the left-hand yep. side? Up in the corner. Yeah. You're elevated. And what's Dundee the great... away is really good as well because, again, it's elevated and you're above the crossbar. So anywhere we're in elevated, View is really is really well where the, where the It just shows you because Dens Park, sorry, James, but you know it, it's criticised because you can tell it needs investment, and yet it's one of the best. Tell us what's so good then about McDermott Park. It's a relatively new stadium, but so where are you there? If we look at it from the main, where We're the cameras are at the side, like just yeah. looking onto the eighteen yard box, mm-hmm. um, but you're elevated again. It's all about elevation and no one being in your way, really. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't ask for anything. Special. I just want to be able to go and see the game. Mm. <laughs> be able to watch it with a, with a clear view and of the pitch. That, with the way Mother has been playing, uh, the restrictive view might have been helpful <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. But no. Uh, so the bar needs to be lower as well or uh, higher. Uh, well, so you could... ideally you want to be able to see over the bars. Um, right. Okay. I think uh, if I could point anything out to Kelly, I know they've just mm-hmm. put a new section in at the home end is they can maybe lower that bar a wee bit. Right, okay, I'll, I'll let them know. Um, because I'll it, go you, on the buzzer. You kind Please of do. peeking yeah. over it and peeking under it at times. It can be a bit of a nuisance. Um, and obviously providing things like blankets for supporters yeah. because people with disabilities have poor circulation and stuff. And then the winter months, it can be can be quite terrible. We go and watch mm. games and you're freezing. See, the thing is as well, it's great that you're saying this because some what you're saying here, some people just may have not thought of that. Mm. No, but and that's I'll be I mean. honest because I didn't think of that. Mm. So some people just, people just don't know. 
they don't know. And that's why I understand. need to raise awareness. Because yes, it's great that you're that doing that. So maybe there might be change now. You sure. need to keep doing it though. No, I'm not going to stop. Because it's My plan, my plan is to take it to Europe. Take the channel to Europe so if anybody wants to sponsor me, they'll oh, feel right. free. Okay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, and to see what they're doing there and how we can help mm. implement that here in Scotland. I mean, Cafe, the Centre for Access in Football in Europe, they just had their week of action last mm. week. Um, and I was talking to the guy, Michael Rice, the media and communications uh, manager there, and he says there's, there's still loads of stuff that can be done, So, but it's all financing. That, that's the issue. Sunday, the 24th of April, will you come to the Kilt Walk as my guest and come and help lead off? We'll do the wee wonder. It's three miles, completely accessible, okay? Yeah, as come, long, come down come, to walk. As, as long as Motherwell are not playing, I know. Is that what you're going to no, say? No, no, as long as I don't let you walk the three mile, I think my no. legs might be a bit <laughs> No, no, it's completely accessible. <laughs> no, so, no, no, I'm joking. But I know I, you are. Yeah, right, yeah. So, but uh, it's completely there. accessible. You come down yep. and then we'll raise money and we'll sponsor you and Sir Tom Hunter will add uh, 50%. So... Hunter That's and nice. Hockey on every Sunday morning. We'll do that. We'll get Absolutely people. Right. So we'll get you to sign up. We'll fix that. Absolutely um, come along and we'll talk about it and you put it out there and we'll yep. come on the podcast because you're absolutely right it's, it's our ignorance people don't know they're not, they've not got that view and the clubs I'm, I'm surely Alan Burrows I hear great things about Alan but Alan come on let's get this sorted I know Jim McMahon the chairman of Motherwell let's get it sorted yep let's get it sorted there's get no question yeah. I'm no shy not me. yeah I can hear that we can all hear it <laughs> there's great people in football and I love to look at solutions not problems so right, there's problems here let's mm-hmm. get it sorted I'm going to contact Jim McMahon the chairman uh, who's a really good person, yeah. and uh, let's get this sorted. And that's good that your old club there at Dundee and Kilmarnock, Chris. You'll yeah. check with them there as yeah, well. Of course, yeah, of course. I, th- I think the thing for clubs like yeah. Kilmarnock, sorry, but and Paul, yeah. at least are trying mm-hmm. for good. me. All right, that bar might not be yeah. perfect, but it's a step in the right direction that they're mm-hmm. acknowledging it in the first place. Great. And where's Rangers as well? Let's get Rangers on. That's not a criticism of anyone. No. Come on, let's get on. Yeah, everybody involved. Yeah, no. for sure. Well, you come back, come back in another time. We'll sort this Absolutely. for the Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been great. It's a yeah. privilege to Very meet you. It's brilliant, it really has been. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. And, um, all the best for this season, Chris. And hope to see you back in management soon, James. Thank you. I appreciate Thank that. You and we might hear some of your dad's gags the next time. No, so, no, not no. at all. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and uh, the podcast. It's another view. A different view. It's a different, different, view. A different view. Okay. All, it's one, a, all the one word. Cheers. Yeah. Got it. This has been listening. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. Thank you. Well done. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, 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 go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. It's flying in, isn't it? So many of your messages coming in. Campbell Gray's on saying how much he enjoyed Stephen there, the Motherwell fan who's got the podcast and he's been checking out the access for disabled support. People who uh, live with disabilities around the country, he's, he's a breath of fresh air. That was so refreshing, wasn't it? Uh, Paul, honestly, you know, he spoke passionately about his football club. Um, he spoke about the issues he faces yep. when he goes to games, the improvements that he wanted at football clubs. And he's just, and he also talked about his podcast as well. Um, a different view in one word um, and I was just having a little chuckle with myself there because you have obviously retweeted out and the first hit, the first line is my dad has more points in his licence than Motherwell have in the last 11 games <laughs> um, but no listen it was really really good I, I loved it and I, we should do more of that because it was it was, it was was a great it was great to have him in it's very refreshing it's a little bit something different and quirky as mm-hmm. well but obviously now we're, we're on the business side and talking about what Celtic and Rangers and 
in the title race. But he's got such knowledge. That's James. what I was. Got, that's what I loved about it. Yep. His knowledge of football as well, mm-hmm. and I don't mean mm-hmm. that to in Everything. any other way. Yeah. But it just it, it blew it blew me away there with, with what he knew about Scottish football. He's been following Scotland since he's been eight, and you can just tell he's got a real love mm-hmm. for football. So that that me for me alone, that's why we should be doing so much more for people with disability that, that love the game as much as, as we do to make sure that they can have the best experiences when they're going to the game because you can see how much he loves football you can see how much he knows about football yeah. so let's make it better for him and loved it when I said in Lewandowski and all that on Thursday night like, no not at all <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so passionate about Motherwell because you know actually it'd be great to have Graham Alexander on because you know you know better than any of us being a manager everyone else is an expert but Hugh was on the line uh, and he just kept called in and uh, the fans are so important they've, yeah, got, they they've got a point they of are. view there's, there's always other and I know loads of Motherwell fans are saying he doesn't seem to know what's the best team but I play. think it's also important that they see the side of what we see mm-hmm. you know because I'm a football player I'm a I'm st- I'm still playing the game, and obviously James um, was, yep. was a manager and coach also. So he has to then we have to give a perspective to him of how maybe this is why it's happening, um, and then giving them an understanding of that because sometimes you can let your emotions get get too intact, and and I think sometimes you have to strip that emotion a little bit, and then just think about you know why that's happening, and maybe it's not as bad as what you actually think. Because if you look at it there. Motherwell, they're one point off. You know, they win their their, their, ho- their next home game and they keep in the top six going into the last game of the season. Albeit they're playing Livingston away the next game who Motherwell haven't got a great away form. But you just never know. You just need that one win to stop, stop the rut. Let's focus now on the big two up until six. Uh, so in some ways it seems a while ago, but it was only 48 hours ago, wasn't it? That uh, Dundee, your old club, your own players there uh, ran Rangers so close. GVB spoke afterwards about the 2-1 win. Big relief, of course, to uh, to uh, go away with the three points today. In the game, it, um, you know, it was a tough game. You know, we started, in, uh, we didn't start really well. Uh, they were 1-0 up front, missed the penalty uh, in the first half. Second half, I think, you know, we created more chances than the first half. And uh, sometimes you have to be a little bit lucky, which we were in the end. Uh, that the ball dropped for, for Connor. We put an extra striker in with three strikers. So the first attack he scored. So that was really good. We could change after normal system. Today can, uh, could have cost us again uh, two, two big points, but we kept the belief and worked hard to win the game. James, do you think the fans' protest at the beginning affected the Rangers players? I'm not sure. Look, it's not great to see it happen to us. Um, we played Celtic at Dens earlier in the season and they were going through whatever was going through at the time with the change of security or whatever was happening and the same thing happened. The tennis balls come, yep. come on and you see Ange Postacoglu, like Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, wasn't very happy. Both of, the, both of those managers want to come out. They want to start fast. They want to get in the lead and they want to have the game done. You've got to bear in mind, Rangers have come back for the European trip. They want to get all that done, get it out of the system, and then, and it, look, it, does it hinder the players? I'm not sure. Look, they're very professional. They're, they're, they've seen a lot in football. Um, they've played in hostile environments, but, but for the game itself, for both clubs, in my opinion, it has to stop. Find a better way of doing it. Have your views, of course. But we find a better way of doing it because it doesn't look great when you're watching it on TV. Yeah, no, and uh, of course right you, your own you club, Chris, have issued a statement today. Not going, I won't read out the whole statement, yeah. but they are basically saying they're going to address some issues about some uh, uh, internal disputes. The club are not happy that with some of these protests. Mm-hmm. Sydney has been a big uh, issue, hasn't it, for the fans? How do you feel about it? Because I mean, they're still they're in a. European quarter final, <laughs> a Scottish Cup semi final, and three points off the leader Celtic. 
but with uh, two games against Celtic to go. Yeah, well, they're about the trip um, to Australia. I don't see the problem with it, if I'm honest. Um, I just think, you know, as, as much as they're saying it's all about Ange homecoming or whatever like that, but I just think Rangers should use it in a different way. Mm. Um, they should use it as, well, we're there to, to disrupt the homecoming um, and also we're doing it for financial reasons. Um, I think it's something that the region of three and a half million pounds they, they earn from this and albeit they're saying you should never be able, should never play in their rivals in a friendly but I'm sorry you know it's 2022 now 2022 now and um, the game has evolved and adapt and if you're not comfortable with it now you'll be even more so not comfortable with it in the next 10 years because I bet you um, and I wouldn't be surprised that you know you'll be playing Celtic Rangers could be playing in a different country. Mm-hmm. You know you'll probably see it in England, and that's the way football is going at this moment in time. It's all about the finances, and if you if you're taught if you're looking at the um, as a board of a directors at Rangers and Celtic, and you're getting offered that that amount of money, then you can't say no to it. They said in the statement, this is from Rangers. It's deeply regrettable that the small same rump of supporters remains intent on causing damage to the club it's particularly concerning to note the timing they've chosen to launch the latest attack um, let's hear from a Rangers fan at this point Sean is with us good evening Sean how are we doing my friend good how are Hi, you Sean. what Hi, are you Sean. thinking about all this today you're you're in so many competitions but um, there's a bit of internal strife at the club um, see Rob see be honest I don't know what the fans are all thinking about because I think it's a good idea that's actually my personal view on it but see be honest I think it's alright I think playing Australia if that's what you're talking about because I've just tuned yeah, in there it is uh, I think it's a good idea Rob mm-hmm. ok it's Paul here not that it matters really but um, <laughs> it's just the, yeah. the price difference <laughs> Rob we can't afford Rob tonight James what do you feel about it would you not love to be played in Sydney yeah, but yeah. for Scottish football, I think again we're talking about showcasing our game. I've just criticised both Celtic and Rangers yeah. fans for for what happened at Dens Park. Um, one one game I was in charge, and I could see Ange Postecoglou wasn't happy. You could mm-hmm. clearly see Alan McGregor, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Mm-hmm. They weren't happy at the weekend with the protests. So we're, that's looking bad on our game. But t- taking the two biggest clubs to Australia to play and showcase over there, great. But my question on it is, or, or my, my worry on it is, is can there ever be a friendly? Now, I get Chris's point, but, and I look at would Hearts and Hibs have a friendly? Dundee, and, I know Dundee and Dundee United done it for years when they were in different divisions, so yeah. they've shown it can happen. But I, I don't I don't believe you can even look at the rivalries as close when it becomes with the Glasgow and Edinburgh clubs to the Dundee clubs. No disrespect to them. But the rivalries, having played in, in many Edinburgh derbies, they were a lot different to the Dundee ones. It was a kind of, not a fri- I'm not saying it was a friendly no. derby by any means, because for 95 minutes or whatever, they hated each other. Then mm. they would go for a beer. You don't see that in Edinburgh or Glasgow. So that that's my worry about taking it over there. But I also get the point, the financial side, and showcasing their game. Why the English clubs take the game? Yeah. They take the games all over the world. They showcase their, their leagues all over the world. Why are we not doing it with our two biggest clubs? When you said, Chris, it could be in another country, it could be in another planet yeah. in 10 years' time. <laughs> you Depend know, on Elon exactly. Musk. Sean, you want to come back in? Uh, yes, I do want to come in that one, but the gentleman just says there. Because uh, Chelsea and Arsenal are played in America, yeah. things like that, right? But everybody needs to forget, right? See the old firm, I, nobody, like, nobody believes in friendlies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think MD the world believes in the friendly. No. But see Rangers and Celtic, it's a franchise and all. Rangers and Celtic make money 
the old firm. I don't know, no, no many people know that, but Rangers Celtic is actually a franchise. So they need to play these games to sponsor up, make bigger sponsors, uh, people who sponsor the old firm and make money. In this game, Rangers and Celtic will make about five million each. So that's ten million to the old firm. You'll not make that winning the SPL. Exactly. It does mm-hmm. come down to the, and that's why he did it in Dundee because you were in different divisions. You have to keep it alive. Well, if you, you were if you were a businessman, would you do it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, you have to ask yourself that. If but, you're a fan, you have to ask yourself that. If you run a business mm-hmm. and you got offered that money, would you do it? Absolutely. If it's what three and a half million. Also, do the the good people that live in Australia, the expat Scots, do they not deserve to go and see Rangers? Do they they'll not be saying it's the Antipostacoglu and the Celtic fans. Also want to see it. the Ange is a big part of it in Celtic, but Celtic football club in the history. I mean, if you're a Celtic fan in Australia, mm-hmm. what a ch- look at Craig Moore. He can't wait for it. Well, you know. Sorry, to interrupt. Yeah. I was going to call you Rob there. Go I'll on, call you Paul. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, I played for Rangers. We went and flew to America and we played LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I think LA Galaxy had just formed, and the amount of supporters were there were incredible, and you could see the the enthusiasm, the happiness that they could actually meet the some of their heroes that they only see in a TV screen. Mm-hmm. The only scene I see ever, sometimes they don't ever get to go to Ibrox, but their supporter for, for, for their life there, um, maybe take their kids or whatever, that one opportunity to do that. And and it was a great a great occasion and a, a great time that I had in, in America. So albeit I know we're playing LA Galaxy and it's different playing against your rivals, mm-hmm. but I still think you're right in saying that the opportunity for other other people who are supporters of that football club in that country, um, is is a great option for them. Was Beckham there at that time? Um, no, he wasn't. No, he it wasn't. Was just before yeah. that, I bet his clobber though. Oh, yeah, it wasn't it? Wasn't as good as yours, James Ellen Knight? Looking very He's smart. Well today, yeah, today as well. And we saw you on sports scene the other night. So well, that's so anxious, Snoddy. Every time I'm on the telly, Robert Snodgrass, he just sends me up something new. Does so he? That, yeah. That's why I'm coming out so much and yeah. trying to get on because I'm getting free clothes now that I'm that's out nice. of a job and he can <laughs> he can give them. No, but going back to yeah. that point as well. Would well, you know something? We've got to go to the news, so don't go away, Sean. Thanks for that call. We'll come straight back to you after this. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Tuesday night, the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre with Chris Burke, the Kilmarnock, former Scotland, former Rangers international star. And with us, James McPake, former Hib star, Dundee manager until just weeks ago. And, uh, well, Northern Ireland as well, your international cap, you played against Holland, which, uh, quite a baptism. Yeah, it was. And I was hoping you weren't going to bring that up and you promised me you weren't. But yeah, <laughs> OK, but... we'll say no more than that. But you did, you played international football, I meant it as a positive, but... That was a great night. Yeah. Apart from getting beat 6-0. But <laughs> the Amsterdam Arena was full yeah. and they had a... Well, let's Probably just say they had some yeah. decent players on the pitch that night, yeah. Quite a few people are asking on the socials, what's the best goal you've ever seen? James, and the games you've played in, the best goal, and it's coming to you as well, Chris. There's loads of people these on. questions. Yeah, that are your favourite coffee, somebody's asked as I'll well. There's loads of them coming in. Okay, Chris, 
Favourite coffee from where? My favourite coffee is a double espresso. Uh-huh. And fra- have, you got, simple. have you got the, no is there a place in the west of Scotland? Is there somewhere in Kilmarnock you're living? Um, yep. The Broom Cafe, which okay. I would like to promote in Newton Mills, yep. okay. which is my local. I always go in there. Put Lovely you straight coffee. on to the advertising department. James, favourite coffee? It's a cappuccino. I'm not as milky. Chris is a lot me yeah, I'm double SP. But you then, Paul? You tea? Coffee, uh, man? No, coffee. Yeah, Americano, some milk. Um, James, the one James made me earlier. It's good, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That's me. What's the best goal you've seen when you've been on the pitch? When I've been on the pitch, yeah. I think it will be the winner in the Scottish Cup semi final where Lee Griffiths takes a touch against Falkirk. And bear in mind, we were 3 0 down at half time. And I think about 25,000 Hibs fans had left, and rightly so, I must admit. And we got ourselves back into the game somehow, and Lee hits us. Sweet as an up he's left left foot and past Michael McGovern, who we know is a, a top class goalkeeper and we went on to win the game four three. So with that coming really quick, that's probably the best goal I can remember being on the pitch. He's a bit of an enigma. Can you say much about it? Because you gave him a chance this year. He had a new contract at Celtic. Then it wasn't happening under uh, Ange Postacoglu. You took him, great friends with him, and it didn't work out for you, did it? Or for him at Dundee. It didn't, but I believe there's still time for him. He's hungry to get his cell back. He is still he's still young, and what he is, he's he's and I don't think MD can doubt that he's certainly the best finisher I've ever seen, and I've played with with a lot of good players, um, and and some that are playing in the England team just now, and obviously they were younger at the time, but the way Lee could strike the ball with that left foot, and he also scored one against Dundee United for about the halfway line, a way out. They went in off and I think he scored one at St Myrna that hit the two posts and, go, and went in so like did, did, did it work out the way we wanted that Dundee? No Lee will admit that but look, there were obviously other circumstances to that as well not that we can't all blame that on Lee but he'll get hopefully he uses the summer and he needs to do that which from having conversations with him he's serious about it but if Lee's serious and gets his sale right then a team will take him because he'll guarantee you goals if you can get but you need to get him fat I want to talk about Celtic in a second or two yeah. what's the, the best goal you ever saw I, oh, thought, I, I was hoping you would keep talking there. on the pitch <laughs> you um, still on think. the pitch yeah. listen I've seen a, a, a lot of good goals but probably you know the, I would say a couple that the when Greg Stewart played for Kilmarnock you know there was one game I don't know if it was against Dundee or Livingston sure it wasn't Dundee against Kilmarnock the one where he cuts inside no yeah but I think he, he dribbled past about three or four players in the line and then cut back inside and shot and you know when you get that moment where you think I just need to pass him the ball a simple pass and he'll just score it doesn't matter how many players in front of you he was in that moment in that season where he would just do that so I, I I'm sorry, I can't remember the actual game, but it was a home game and it was against I think Livy or Dundee. I'm not. I'm it was not too quality, sure. wasn't it, Greg? <laughs> Some... yeah. And he's doing ever so well, and obviously went abroad and played yeah. there. Um, but you know, it's just a shame because I think if he stayed at Kilmarnock and didn't go back to Aberdeen at the time when he stayed, I think he would have got a Scotland call. You reckon? Yeah, twists and turns, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's Sometimes sliding it's doors, timing, luck, yep. whatever it is. Tom Rogic, he wasn't unlucky on Saturday, was he? It's uh, or was he that tackle? Uh, let's hear from the manager because he's out of the international match for Australia. Uh, here is Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, he's, he's pretty sore. He's, um, it's his ankle, so um, we'll see how he is. Hopefully, he's not too bad. Obviously, he's got to go away with international duties and born player for Australia. So, um, so yeah, hopefully, he's not too bad. And I mean, in terms of the, the, the challenge, I mean, I'm not close enough, but you know, the referee saw it, decided to give it a red. I, I think, you know, talking to him, um, you know, after. At half time, he said it didn't feel too bad. Um, so, still a few days uh, before they play. Um, we've got a couple of important games, so we'll see. James McPick, what was your take on it? 
a red for Cam initially Ramsey. sitting yeah and then I went into the game and done a wee bit of work in at it and, and sitting at it having a look straight away and bearing in mind you had seen the two tackles in the, the for the Motherwell players at the, the week before um, against Hibs and as soon as you go in like that you're giving the referee a decision having watched it back and slowing it down it isn't as reckless as it looked at the time but as soon as you go in like that then the referee is going to make a decision Tom Rogic comes off injured does that add to it? He shouldn't because the ref doesn't know that so we, we can't we can't look to that but hopefully he's okay um, and, and he's back for, for when the, the both when Rangers do play Celtic and, and on, on the other side Morelos being away with, Columbia. with, with yep. Columbia I hope he comes back healthy as well because we want the, the, the squad's fit and healthy so that we get the better game for Scottish football because it's some running quick one Chris you on you the, feel the same as James the, on, yeah, the, on listen, the tackle I, yeah. maybe if I watched it more and more um, I would maybe change my mind on it a little bit but it's just it's hard isn't it the letter of law now mm-hmm. it's just so 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 fine football now well the, this and do you know what it's a shame because the speed of the game is actually increased Bastard. over the years mm. and it's very very difficult for referees to judge in that split moment I have time to look at it and look at it and look mm. at it it's one that I just feel as if it is one that he couldn't have got he might have not got a red but he did get a red on the day yeah. big win for Celtic at the weekend in terms of the four goals so the goal difference there's uh, 14 yeah. Celtic and it's all, it's, a, it's another point I heard it? Mark Goody saying that yep. yesterday and I think he's agree? right yeah I totally agree because that is huge and I don't think Rangers will overturn that at all you know there's not enough games as well and the way Celtic's um, attacking threat is you know I can see them even maybe increasing in that so it could come down to that um, I think um, he said in 2000 and in three, it was over a one point, uh, Mark yeah. said. So it could come down to, to just goal difference. You never know, Paul. And there's something about Seville, the cup finals, Rangers in Manchester in 2008, Celtic winning it, winning the title. 2003, Celtic going to Seville, Rangers winning the title. It's great for neutrals if there are neutrals and for, and actually the fans as well must be loving it, James. You know, Celtic fans just now, who would have thought they've won the League Cup, Premier Sports Cup? And uh, they're in the semi-final, and they're in. Are they in box position for you? Who's going to win the title? I still think there'll be twists and turns. Mm-hmm. You seen, you almost seen one at Dundee, and then that's yeah. why Rangers they, they come out and show that why they're champions and why this is going to go all the way to the wire. Now at the minute, of course, Celtic are in are in box off our box position, mm-hmm. and and that's where that's where Rangers would like to be. But I think over the next couple of weeks and. When they come back for the international duty, I think we need to see then where the squads are at because it's key, it's so key that Rangers get a fit and healthy Alfredo Morelos back from. And if I'm looking at it, like if you're Ange Postacoglu, I think he's delighted that, that Tom Rogic is now away, Maeda is now away, Kyogo's here mm-hmm. and they'll be rehabbing. Mm-hmm. And I, I was quite waiting for it to come out that Morelos somehow was was out that Colombian squad and, and he was going to be training here at... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing is, James, I said um, the last time he went to Columbia, he came back and then he ended up in, in hot form. So whatever he was doing in Columbia worked. Um, whether it's playing with, you know, I'm not disrespecting any any Rangers player at all, but maybe the, the top, top players in, in, in where he is at Columbia and also maybe the different regime, a training regime that they're he has to get used to when he's there um, maybe no distractions or whatever so every time he comes back he comes back in hot form so you just never know but he's right in saying that you just hope that all the top quality players and the best players are playing in that game 
or and in the in the semi final as well. Did it affect you then? When you, I mean, you went from huge clubs, not least Rangers, but going to international so, level. Yeah. Yep. So I can and I can say for myself what I realised when I went to international and I went away with them for ten days, and even albeit that I didn't play or whatever. When I came back to my club, I felt refreshed, vibrant. You know, because as Naismith spoke about it in the, in the, in the in the description that you said yeah. there when you released it that. You know, it is faster, it's quicker, and you have to be on it. And everybody's competing for that that that's that they one of the eleven slots. Um, when you're playing at international level, and it is a faster pace and a better pace, and the, the opposition you're playing against as well are world class players. So when you come back to your club, you're full of confidence because you're probably maybe two, three. Well, I was anyway. Maybe only two or three of internationals coming back to my football club. So I was full of confidence, even though I hadn't played. Countdown is on. Rangers against Celtic. The goal difference, it could count. I like scoring goals, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to tell a team not to score. So, um, yeah, I think it's reflective of our form and the way we're playing. And, um, you know, I think um, for us it is important because it's an indication of yeah, that's the kind of football team we want to be. You know, not just just winning games of football. We want to be scoring goals and hopefully exciting our fans. It's going to be some game, Rangers-Celtic. Jake, a Rangers fan is on the line. Good evening, Jake. Hi guys, how you doing? Good, hey, thanks. You? Yeah, you, how are you? Thanks for phoning Go Radio. What's on your mind? I just, I was just, obviously, I was um, hearing a wee bit about, obviously, today, the um, Rangers obviously putting out that uh, put, putting out that statement in regarding them, um, or, or Club 1872, in regarding the um, friendly and Australian stuff. I just wanted to hear the guys' thoughts mm. on what they put out and kind of fan reaction towards that. What's your thoughts? Um, it's, it's a tough one for me because um. If, if we if we base it purely on the Australian friendly, I'm been in it seems like a holder since since I was four years old. And but I'm also a money man, and I know how important money is in football, and I understand why Rangers have went for it because it is illustrious. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like the fact that it's in Australia. I just don't like the fact that it's a market employee for Celtic. If that makes sense, I don't want to come across as bitter. That's not what I'm trying to do. But if they had played the game in like Miami or I don't know New York or something where it's in, where it's both clubs are over there and they're playing a friendly. I don't think it would be that big a deal. I think the problem is is the tournament are marketing it as Ange's homecoming tour. And it just feels like Rangers are contributing to that, which I just don't think, for an old firm, which we all know is the biggest derby in the world, I don't think that should be happening. And if that makes sense, like I said, I don't want to come across as bitter, because that's not what I'm trying to do. Sure. But it just seems strange that Rangers would condone that. Why would we help Celtic when they're worth their marketing, if that makes sense? If GVB mm-hmm. was an Australian, then it would be his homecoming. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Jake. But you can market yeah. in a different way. Exactly. I think so. Obviously, Celtic are marketing it as Ange Postecoglou's mm-hmm. homecoming. So why don't Rangers use that and exploit that and say, well, we are actually there to? I'm not saying wreck the homecoming, but they can yeah. come. Listen, marketing tools now are, are you can use them in any way you want, and you've got these experts, and that's what they use now at football clubs, and they can flip it in another way. Um, so I just think that they could use it in a different way and use it as a positive rather than thinking we're only there just to help Celtic. Why don't we use it in a way where we can we can do it where the, the Rangers can actually gain advantage out of it? Mm-hmm. James? I think take out Celtic and Rangers. Let's use it in a way to market Scottish football. And I, I think Jake does make a, a great point in, in the fact he's coming on and saying that there is a lot of money it's a market employee but yeah let's use it as a market employee for the fully Scottish football because let's be honest there'll be people out there that maybe only ever see Celtic and Rangers playing against a Dundee playing against a St Mirren no disrespect but when they get to see these players and 
and that's a, the big thing about this game is that both teams even though it's classed as a friendly both teams will be desperate to win it and there's not many friendlies you get like that no. so if, if if it's on show and the game's good and it's the fully Australia's watching it we're getting it down there do they then can we get some supporters for there that then maybe tune into the Edinburgh Derby the next time it's on or can mm-hmm. we then use that as a tool to promote Scottish football mm-hmm. that's my my hope if the game that, does go ahead problem. That, that's, that's the problem though. I, I understand what you're saying there but I'll give you an example you've just mentioned the Edinburgh Derby mm-hmm. the next Edinburgh Derby hasn't even been televised yeah but there's, so, there's, there's, yeah, they're, they're, sorry to interrupt but the Dundee played Dundee United that day and that's not on TV either but I know of course I, I agree with you that w- w- the league isn't our league I don't mean to show you the SPFL are not marketing themselves at all I, 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 according to the finances for this tournament Rangers and Celtic will make money off it more money than they will for winning the league yeah. or winning a cup in Scotland that's crazy That that's 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 the reason that Rangers and Celtic are particularly Rangers are going for it because they need money but if the, if the SPFL would just fix their marketing and fix how they make money or bring money into the, into the league or bring money into all four leagues, yeah. um, then Rangers and Celtic wouldn't need to go play friendlies in could, Australia. Could this help though? And, and I'll, I'll go back to that point about that those games not being on TV. That that's not down to to the SPL. That's down or the SPFL. That's down to contract contractual stuff between Sky and, sure. and whoever buys the rights to the league that they've got to show a certain amount of games. And then they're also in the back of their minds. They're predicting who's going to win the league, where who's going to be relegated, where. So they've they've got to be very careful on the games they pick. And unfortunately, I think that weekend it's St Mirren v Rangers, which could turn out to be a very important game for the title race. But also, it's, I'm gutted the fact that those derbies aren't on TV because I've been involved in both of them. But but there's a certain amount of games these. The, the people that put money into the game you're talking about getting money into the game Sky are one of the biggest ones if not the biggest so they've got to look after themselves as well so can can us taking the game to a different a different place in the world help this going forward in future but I, I get your point it's a great point when you did say that the Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Derby's not on TV because for me that's and the Dundee Derby for me if we want to showcase our game on our own to me that's criminal that's yeah, criminal to me yeah and then not even showing it on our own yeah on TV over here is, is, yeah. is wrong I know it's a couple of decades ago but and younger mm-hmm. fans may not they won't remember because they weren't here people like Paul Gascoigne signed for Rangers Brian Loudrup uh, Terry Butcher the England captain signed the for Burles. Rangers the De Burs, yeah the Arthur Newmans yeah. uh, and at Celtic Henrik Larson wasn't not such a big name when he arrived but my goodness yeah, left, left a, <laughs> a world star didn't he and look what he did at Barcelona um, other big stars so they could go toe to toe with you know, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea weren't quite as big at that time. But we're, we're way behind now because we don't have the TV money. They've got, what, 100 million a year, we've got 3 million. Mm-hmm. So that's doubling your money on your TV deal. It is a no-brainer. It yeah. really is. And it's just a shame that the fans, some fans are so polarised about it. Here's what the manager said about the fan protest. This was GVB. Well, of course it's disruptive because you want to play the game. And I think we uh, we had three or four breaks because of the, the cleaning up. So it's a disruption, but I know their emotions. So they have to show their emotions. I think that's, uh, that's good to see. You need to have the balance. So it was disruptive today for us. I understand the emotions of, of the fans, but we, we all go back with three points in our uh, in our back. So the next big one domestically is not this weekend, but the next. I'm going to ask Davy Proven and Barry Ferguson this time tomorrow night of the predictions. I'm going to ask Chris Burke and James McPake. Jake, what do you think? Are you going to Ibrox? Aye, aye, I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, I, I think, like what James said previously, I think um, 
both squads are going to come into play. I think Morelos coming back from Colombia is a big one because um, he usually does ram those kind of defenders about quite a lot in old fun days. Um, I, I think I think it's on Rangers that, that this, Rangers need to win. Celtic don't. Um, Rangers need to go out there and and win and quite uh, they can't just win like with a scrappy one as much as I'd take that they still need to try and claw that goal difference as much as they can I agree with Chris that I think the goal difference is almost untouchable now mm-hmm. um, but they need to try their best to claw it back but I, I think it will be a Rangers win and I actually think Rangers will win quite high I think I think it will be a two 0 or something like that three 0 potentially. Um, but I, I still think Rangers, it's, up, it's up to Rangers because Celtic could go there and draw and they're still top of the league by three points. So that doesn't affect Celtic. But if Rangers win, you're then going into mm-hmm. the last game before the split on level points, which to me just makes it anyone's game in my opinion. And how far are you going in Europe? Semi final, at least. No, put it this way I have booked preliminary flights for the semi final. So um, I'm assuming that I, I don't want to obviously put too much out there, but I think we will get past Braga. Um, I'm entitled to believe. I think we will get through Braga. Um, I would love to get Atalanta um, rather than Leipzig. I think that the way Atalanta play would suit us more. Be a very open game. There'll be goals in both of those games. I think I would love to get that. And then I think the way the way it will work out is they'll most likely if they were to get there would be Barca in the final. Um, so I'm predicting the semis. And have you booked Seville? Go on, tell us. I've booked. I've booked preliminary <laughs> flights. I've booked the flights. How much? How much did? Do you know? So I, I managed to find a way around it. Um, okay. Fly from Belfast. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hop so, over there and then go. Jake, thanks very yeah. much for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Big match in the Championship tonight. Uh, Dunfermline up against Partick Thistle, so at both ends of the table. Chris Burke, uh, Dunfermline, it's been a really tough year for them. The Jags still on the edge of the promotion playoffs. Yeah, they are. They're just catching up in these games games in hand I have to um, play now, but you know I'll have one eye on that when I when I go home, Paul. Um, while eat my dinner, so what's for dinner? Uh, a fish. Good. Yes, I was trying to tell you something healthier. Why did I just yeah. say McDonald's? So no, who's going to win? Do you think? So I'm hoping you know for a, a draw um, because Party Fistle, albeit they had a, a terrible result there, getting beat for 0 off Hamilton, but they, mm. they were in good form um, and. They're looking to obviously beat them firmly and, and climb that table because, albeit I think there's something you know, twelve or thirteen points behind us. You know, I think they can close the gap. Maybe I think it's eleven points. They can close the gap to eight on us. And they we come play to them, you on Saturday. And they, they, we play them on Saturday at Kilmarnock. So I'm hoping for a draw. Huge game. Oh, it's it's quite a division to get out of, James. Uh, as you know, very tough. Um, you you seen that with Hibs, Hearts, mm. Rangers. Dundee United uh, how hard it, it was to get out and as people forget that Rangers didn't bounce right through that one did they it took no Hearts, I believe yeah. Hearts are the only ones that, that when they have came down mm-hmm. Robbie got them straight back up that season but and again there's mitigating circumstances against that as well because they got they had the points deduction so they, they were mm-hmm. preparing for that and credit you, you can't take that away because what a strong division that was that year with Hibs and Rangers in it but then it took Hibs Alan Stubbs had a couple of goes and Neil Lennon came in and got them out and then it took Dundee United free maybe the last time as well so it's when you're in it it's it is horrible to get out of and, and Derek I'm sure and Chris 
they'll be desperate just to get back up. Who's up. coming up? Who's going to be champions? Do you reckon? I know he's ten yards yeah, away from you, but <laughs> you're always honest, no, James McPake. I'll be honest. As soon as and this is no disrespect to Tommy or no disrespect to anyone else at Kilmarnock, but as soon as I seen that change with Derek going in, then I thought that's it's going to be Kilmarnock, and and just just looking at the seven league wins for his eleven games mm-hmm. since he's been in charge, and, and another big bonus. I, I don't know if Chris believes it, but I believe it. I'm sure he will that. Because it was the two players we we knew we had to stop in the playoffs. Was that Kyle Laffer? He's not included in the Northern Ireland squad, so he's obviously if he's fit, he's available for for Kilmarnock. Which team you've got to remember, even that's that's more credit to Hearts last year as well. Because Liam Boyce at times, Michael Smith at times, Craig Gordon at times, we're all going away. Because in the Championship, you don't get the international breaks like we do in the Premiership. So credit to them for last year. But I think that's a big one having having Laffs been able to stay and not go away with it potentially getting injured now if he's fit I don't know if he's fit or not but he'll be available for the weekend when the news broke that Tommy Wright was going I remember on this programme Chris I said what about Derek McInnes because yeah. Kilmarnock and I remember him you know, winning the cup and all the rest of it it's a big club yeah, but you're in the wrong division but you need to come back and at that point it didn't look like it what difference has Derek made if, if you had to sort of some encapsulate um, what it is well obviously when a new manager comes in you obviously most of the time you do get a bounce back um, or a, a better results than what you, you normally have um, the whole groups you know maybe you know it gives everybody a level pegging um, and he's he's included um, other players and his own players coming in as well and he's not had that um, he's not the board haven't said to him you have to release this player and that player so we have a strong squad if I'm honest so Tommy Wright has to take huge credit for that but he's came in and he's just showed great experience you know he's I can see why he done ever so well at Aberdeen and look at Aberdeen now you know they're struggling to get into the top six so sometimes you have to be careful what what you do wish for mm-hmm. um, and he's just he, he just the way he handles himself he's a very very good man manager as well um, not just a very good tactician a good coach you know he is hands on but his man management style is excellent um, sometimes he might give me two days off etc just mm-hmm. knowing how I am and my body which mm-hmm. is excellent for me and that's just again come down to management and that's not on just for me I, I, he does that with everyone you know he always gives his t- a time a day to just you know get a little bit personal with the player and, and just have a little bit of ch- a, a little chat with him whether it's you know just a couple of minutes out in the training field um, but that, that, that that's a huge difference for me and a huge help that you have as a footballer which I've noticed is I've got older mm-hmm. when you just show a little bit of appreciation and going over and maybe asking how he's feeling or whatever it is or this is why you're not included or this is why I want you to play you here he's also got two fantastic coaches and Tony Docherty yeah. and Paul Sheeran in with him which which helps Aye. as you know that, and I think you, you appreciate that as you get older as well that, mm-hmm. that you've got fantastic coaches like that there but yeah completely agree with what you said but on the other hand our broth I think they're looking at the minute they're one defeat in nine games and I believe you just played them second yeah. last game so could it go all the way to that and it's where, is, where is the game? It's at, it's at us it's at, come on, it's at home yeah. yeah it's at home so yeah no you're right in saying that and our broth you know what a story um, mm. they've been yeah. terrific and you know they're a team that you're saying that you know um, they, they very rarely get beat um, and when they do go 1-0 up it tends to stay that way um, they know how to win football matches and they've beat us twice out of the three games. So we have obviously to rectify that the next time we play them. And they are a good team and I do think they can go all the way. Um, they've got good players and they've got good consistency and you just know what you're going to get with them. Whether they might you know, they might lose a few players through injury or just because they're a part-time team or whatever like that because we do have a stronger squad. But mm-hmm. credit to our broth. And it's great for the league just to, just to see that. And I'll be honest, when you ask me about the league, 
It's been the toughest league that I've probably played in you my said, whole career. Yeah. Really is. Tougher than the Premier League. Yeah, just just yeah. because of the challenging aspect mm. of it. You know, it's difficult for for an attacking player. You know, the only time I can think of that is the time when I was at Rangers when you have to beat the the, the deeper block or whatever like that. But mm. obviously no disrespect to Kilmarnock. Like you're playing with, you know, players that you can just pass a five yard pass to at Rangers and they'll put the ball in the top corner. Mm. But um it is more challenging. Can you both take some quick fire questions on socials? Okay, yeah, James McPake. This is when Chris I start Park. getting nervous. Yeah, there's loads coming in here. Um, the coffee one we asked. Mm -hmm. Chris, one for you. Can you keep playing forever? Well, the answer to that is <laughs> no, not forever. Um, so I think my wife next would divorce me if I did. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Jennifer wouldn't do that to you. No, because we're not right. married. Oh, right, okay. Are you going to propose live yeah. on air? Like, easy, easy. Easy, easy calm, calm down. <laughs> All right, thank you. Oh, how to hurt. So... Um, Next season, I think I know your answer. You you, right. you think about it in the summer, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I reassess it probably every six months. Paul. Yeah, and, that, and, yeah. and and at this moment in time, I don't always say do I feel any different than I did mm. last six months, and I don't. And I have this huge perception in football now that just because you, you you're that age, you should mm. retire. The game's changed. It's different from what it was ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Mm. You know, I think you should judge a perform judge the, the the player and the performances rather than looking at their date of birth in my opinion, whether you're 26, yeah. 16, 36, whatever you are, you know, and if you look at athlete sport now, all of the people at the top, top level are of the age of 30 plus and that's just the way evolution is in life. Ronaldo, can we mention him, the all-time yeah. top scorer last week? James, for you, was it injury that you had to, to stop playing early because you went into management so early or? Yeah, Knee injury with a, a good friend of mine, a, a tackle in a Dundee derby with John Rankin. Um, hence the reason in three weeks' time I'm going to get it mm -hmm. fixed again for about the fifth time. How old were you when that happened? Were you 20? No, no, nine? we're going back 32. Oh, 32, right, 32 okay. Well, three then. years out, yeah. yeah so, so big big operation soon. Soon, yep. hopefully. Coming out of retirement. Yeah, I'm going to try and get back. <laughs> there'll be a few <laughs> managers uh, who might nervously be watching it um, I think you've, I would imagine you've had offers already to come back into it but I guess you're going to get this fixed first of all your knee yeah there, look there's been there's been phone calls um, more than offers and, and conversations have been had but when I came out and I was again going back to Derek and I know I keep bringing it up and people mm. say it's name dropping but it's not because and this is where you find out the real good people in football mm -hmm. um, and, and Derek phoned me and they just go and reflect go and do that and I've done a lot of that it's been three four weeks maybe now mm -hmm. I don't know I can't but yeah. I've mm -hmm. done a lot of that and I do feel guilty for the way and people say you can your work rate has to be just 24-7 it's a job but no we've got a life outside of the job as well I've got three young kids that, mm -hmm. I've got a two and a half year old that yeah I was there the day she was born Dave McKay took the team and I do keep bringing this up because the only time that we've not we never get the better of Peterhead was the day I wasn't there every other time we've played them we beat them so that's that one's on Dave but like, when I look back now and now spending the time with, with the girls I, I feel a lot better for that and, and I believe I drained myself with, with working too hard and people say well no that's wrong you, you can never work too hard trust me you can because when you're lying and you can't sleep at night and, and you're thinking about this and that and, and you're, you're not in the right frame of mind in the morning because you've not got that rest. You've got to find a balance and Derek was great with his advice in that as well. Apparently nobody ever says on their deathbed, 
I didn't spend enough time in the office. Nobody does. So the office no. being football management, and I, know, I can only imagine, you know, the adrenaline going and all the rest of it, and you feel responsible. Yeah. And the football clubs mean so much to so many people. Yeah, they do. It's Chris- hard when you get that when obsession, mm. and you know, you just don't know when to stop because you're so passionate about something because you want to be the best that you can be. It just becomes obsessive, and then other people lose out in that. And it, it tends to be maybe it's family or friends. And, and I think hard. yourself, because I don't think you do the job as as well as you can, because you're not as rested, you're mm-hmm. not as refreshed. Your right. your decision making then isn't <laughs> as on point. As, yeah, but and, and and I think that that experience of having felt that and, and now looking back on it, because at the time I didn't feel it. I felt I had to work harder. So would you do sort of anything different now in lots, that aspect? Lots, yeah. Less um, time in the in the office. Would you go home earlier and know that you can trust yourself that you've done your work? Yeah, possibly. Um, but that would be one. Delegating's another one. Um, and I believe, look, I had a great bunch of, bunch of staff who were fantastic and I can't mm-hmm. say a bad word about them. But I just think there were a time and it's funny, again, I'm going back to Derek, but I asked him, could I speak about him when I was doing the, the Celtic v Livingston game on mm-hmm. TV? And we'd had the conversation earlier in the week but he never got back to me at four in the afternoon because Derek said, McInnes yeah. yeah Derek McInnes mm-hmm. yeah sorry because he said he was out a walk with the dogs and he hadn't seen the message so I'm thinking and Derek's took the dogs for a walk because Kilmarnock he's one on the Saturday I believe and he's just saying you know what I'm leaving the phone there I always had my phone with me problems were always popping up I'd be a soft play with the kids yeah. and the phone would be going for football and now little things like that I heard Eddie Howe speaking on a podcast about that as well how mm-hmm. That there becomes a time in the day. Now these are far better and far greater managers than me. Um, but if they can do it, then then why can I not do it? Like yeah. just sit the phone down. Experience, maybe. Yeah. Obviously, more games and the more that you do trust yourself and your staff, etc. Yeah. And you probably they were probably the same as you though at and, the beginning. That's yeah. what you need to remember. So you can't be too hard on yourself. No, and, that, and that's why I think now and having that conversation and and, and reflecting and looking back at. It's now that I'm out of the game, I can go, you know what, that was wrong. <laughs> That's the, good though, you know that. I'm going, no, I need, I need my phone because what if somebody phones me for something? Mm. Libby's on asking both of you, if you had the chance, what would you put in room 101? So is that losing something oh, that so the worst pet, pet hates? Is That's that what a it great is? question. Yeah, so what there you are. So what would you put in room 101? Which is apparently is it your pet hates? Things oh, you don't like. So would, you put your what best... would, you, would you hate, like I hate, um, then it shouldn't be now, see you get, um, cans and you have to open the tin opener. Yeah. They shouldn't have tin openers now. They have the pulley thing. Okay. They'd always have the the pull. Why why buy something that's not get that the pull? So that's what I would put in the bin name. The um, room one and one sure, was in there. Sure, Jerry. Thanks for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> no, I know. So I've you know I, thing, but I, don't, I do yeah. know. I agree. Okay. I agree with you because it's it's hard to do. So what would you? I don't know if I can say of, this. If, yeah. if not, I don't I'll know this question, but yeah. I, okay. I'll say it anyway. My my two and a half year old, when she doesn't sleep all night, could <laughs> I put her in there for a few hours? Yeah, we keep her quiet. It's hard going, isn't it? It does pass, but you think this is going to go on forever, don't yeah. you? You know, but the, the years pass by. I don't, there. Hopefully, I'm not doing a. I'm yeah. not being bad because I no, don't no. know what that question is. But room one hundred one. I can't believe you don't know room one hundred one. No, do you know? I never, I've never really seen it either. No, I had great. to Google it there to check. But I hear people saying, "Yeah, what would you do in room one hundred one?" I thought, What's your don't pet hate like I don't people know. not saying thank you. Yeah, after, I like a bit of stuff like that. People yeah. don't keep the yeah. door open. They sure. shut it. Yeah. So there should come a point, right, when you open a door for someone, mm. and if they don't say thank you, they're like, thank you before you've they've walked past you, like, shut it in their face. Oh, no, I just do a basil faulty. Thank yeah, you so much. You have yeah. to say thank you at a certain point before, when you, you just say door open. You're, you're welcome. Do a basil faulty. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I do a bit of that. Chris, how do you switch off from football? Off. 
Um, I've not experienced the level of no, James, but... but it's hard not to just because you're so passionate about mm. it. That's the problem, isn't it? Whether it's on telly, whether you're doing coaching, whether we're doing this here, we still want to bring yeah. the best. Like, because I've done a lot, tried to do a lot of research for this show, and I'm sure James has as well. And people don't probably see that side of it. Um, Are we going to see it soon? Hear it? Yeah, hopefully you do. I <laughs> hopefully the next year. It's all about experience, isn't it? I've not got many games under my belt. Um, but no, that's that's hard, isn't it? It's hard to find that balance. It really is. And and I'm saying that I probably neglect my family and my kids as well, if I'm honest. Down to Troon. Seeing this weather, down to Ayrshire or whatever. Get a good walk. Fantastic. Clear the head, James. Now that you've got a bit of time when you're not on the telly or the radio. And before the operation, get down there the weekend. Well, I'm hoping yep. we use some of Derek's advice. I'm not allowed a dog at the minute, so desperate for a mine. dog. So don't get one. <laughs> Coming up next, then I'm going to ask James McPake and Chris Burke who is going to win the big match, the Glasgow Derby, the Old Firm Derby. Call it whatever you like. There'll be fifty thousand there. There'll be millions watching and, and listening, and we'll be on live as well. And the team, yeah, Rob was doing that last night as well. Yeah, if they're fit, who will be on? And also for Scotland for Thursday night, how we're going to do against Poland as we prepare for the World Cup qualifiers which hopefully will happen in June and that's all coming up next The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more Let's go, go, go Socials are alive tonight people coming on to ask questions of James McPaik Chris Burke mm-hmm. and Stephen who was with you? us earlier on yeah not some good stuff there and uh, we had Stephen who was with us in the first hour of the programme Stephen Reside and on the line now is Reagan. Reagan, good evening Hey Paul how are you doing alright? Good thank you how are you did you enjoy uh, well the guys here but all, and also Stephen in the first hour I did I really enjoyed it uh, Stephen made me uh, phone up because um, I was at the Tottenham game on Sunday Paul the Spurs ah. West Ham game, and I, I, um, I just want to say that stadium was fantastic for wheelchair facilities. It was amazing. Wow! I, br- yeah, I want to hear about it because it's the most amazing stadium. I would imagine I've not been in yet. The most expensive in the world, and the the facilities for people living with disabilities was how good? Tell us, Reagan. Yeah, I mean, I could see the full pitch from uh, from my from my view. So we, we, I got a, a car to go up to go up in the lift. So it was up pretty high. So it was absolutely pre, pre, uh, perfect. So I could see everything. Um, the, the only problem I did have that I can relate to Stephen is um, I was saying to Joe on the phone there. I had to take a, I had to take a different wheelchair with me because none, none of the transport in London is accessible for wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, so so that was a oh. problem for me. But but the state. The stadium itself was accessible and it was absolutely fantastic. So I can't say anything bad about Tottenham because they were absolutely fantastic with me. That was great. And uh, here, you are a Celtic fan, so you go there. And he mentioned Celtic who've, who've reached out. What do you think about what Stephen was saying to get the clubs should be doing more right across the board for the disabled um, positions in the grounds? Because some of them, it's too low down. Oh, Paul, it definitely is. I, I was saying to Joe, um, a couple of years ago, we went to school in Germany mm-hmm. and they put the advertising board right in front of the disabled fans so they couldn't see a thing. I mean, who does uh, this? I, who, I mean, that gets I, your blood boiling. Either, either yeah. they're, they're doing that just 
because they're just so arrogant yeah. and they just want to put it somewhere or else they just, as I said before, they just don't know and they don't yeah. think. Mm. Maybe people just yeah, don't, don't think. Regan, could you ask on that night or did, did you say, could, did you have any voice whatsoever? Well, there, there, there was a petition and the, the, the nice thing the SFA did, we, we, we got to meet Andy Robertson and uh, some of the players, which was, which was nice, but um, the problem's still there, Paul. See the, See on the ground level, as Stephen said, uh, at the National Stadium, it's, it's not it's not very good at all. It's uh, um, they've got a view that's at the, the very top of the the list, and that's a great view. But when you go down the stairs, it's terrible for me. Well, I'll tell you, Sir Tom and Lord Willie put what two and a half million in a couple of years ago, no strings attached for Hamden because they wanted to give it. To the rugby, rugby were making a pitch to have the football capital Glasgow to be taken over by Murrayfield. It was going to be over there, so the people we, uh, the the people in charge should be doing better at Hamden. Yeah, it should so, be right. I genuinely can't believe that. Yeah, that's happening still. You say twenty twenty two and and it's it's ignorance, it's yeah. arrogance, it's yeah. it's a bit of everything, yeah, and it's right. and it's. It's annoying me sitting here listening, listening to you, Reagan, saying that, and and then they they turn around and say, yeah, you get to meet Andy Robertson, which is fantastic. I get all that, but you you've lost the experience of the game for me. So yeah. something has to be done and, and and done quickly about that, so that it's it's more accessible and and you're coming on hopefully raving about Hamden the way you've come on raved about the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Regan, you love your national team as well. We saw you there in the summer, you know, in your one of your Scotland tops. Uh, can we talk Scotland? Are you going to go to the game on Thursday with Poland? Um, I don't know yet, Paul. I don't know yet. But yeah, I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, I'm quite different from Stephen. I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to Robert Lewandowski <laughs> because, because I think he'll be a very good player to watch because I quite enjoy watching him playing in the Champions League. So yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to it. But as James said in the first number, I'm looking forward to seeing how so, so, the, the, the new players playing, such as Stuart and the, the guy in uh, yeah. the Yeah, because you know the news, we told you at five that Andy Robertson will miss Thursday. He may play mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday against either Wales or Austria. That's, uh, that's, uh, Is he going to still be there? Because it's good to have, obviously, a player like Andy Robertson still about helping yeah. mm-hmm. and influencing the, the, the likes are obviously Halkett, Stuart and um, obviously Hickey as well that plays in a similar position to him because it seems as if he's a good leader as well as a captain mm. um, and he'll def- they'll, they'll need that because it's a different experience from him especially coming up oh. and the likes of Lewandowski if you're playing course, in the back yeah. you know so the Liverpool uh, medical team and uh, they'll have a look at him and decide but you're right it'd be great if he was with the Scotland camp because he's such a great captain, isn't and he'll he? He'll want to be there. Um, having had conversations with Robert Snodgrass, and he he raves about Andy Robertson. I, I don't know him personally, um, but he raves about the way the way he is as a person, and you want him there. But Jurgen Klopp will be saying the opposite. I'd imagine he he'll be wanting fit for this. They're going for this yeah. amazing season. Yeah, yeah, the quadruple, and and he'll be. But look, I think if there's a way that they can meet in between, then we can get him doing a bit of rehab and. and Liverpool have got the luxury they could send a physio up and, and work with them up here if that's what they need to sure. do it'll just depend on the, the extent to the injury Most quick fire questions because stay with us Regan James who's going to win the title in England who for you is it Liverpool. Man City Liverpool it's Liverpool, Liverpool. Yeah. why 
I don't know. I, I, I love Klopp and I just think they've got them going now at the right time and, and again, mm. uh, Chris will say, uh, we, we got it at, we got the momentum last year and I know look, it's a completely different kettle of fish altogether but we found form right at the right right time but then how can you write off Pep? So, sure. But I'm going Klopp. I'm going Liverpool and Klopp. You're going Jürgen? Yeah, I'm Chris going to go opposite Alcee Manside. Yeah, why? Yeah, I just think the way they play football I think they'll end up just, you know, smothered teams to death. But I do think Liverpool will win the Champions League just because they're suited to that style more, just because they're more direct. I think it's harder when you play against top wall positions to actually keep possession of the ball and, and thread little passes through the higher you go. And I think that's why Pep's kind of fell short a little bit in the Champions League. And that's why Liverpool are a bit more direct in their style. Um, they're fast paced at the end up, you know, you know, they do really well in the Champions League. So I'll go Man City League, Liverpool Champions League. Only one of us was at one of the big games in England at the weekend, as far as I know. Uh, it's Reagan. Reagan, who is going to win the title? I'll go for Man City, Paul. I think Come Man on, Reagan. Bite me up, Pia. <laughs> I have to say, James, you've been a breath, of, a breath of fresh air. I heard you on, uh, on goal last weekend and I heard you on sports scene as well. You've been great uh, to, to be on. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Obviously, it was difficult for you. I mean, you got a great one at time, Castle. Would that have been nice for you, being a former, uh, a former Ed? Uh, obviously, being uh, the the better, the better rivals there. But um, yeah, yeah, that was my my last my last Premiership game was a was a win at time, Castle. So that's a that's a that's little right, crummy comfort that one. Yeah, <laughs> no, I appreciate those kind words. I really do. Thanks for that. It's good for the CV. And can we speak with all three of you before yeah. we go? Um, any major changes? So Rangers, the home team for look, we've got games before then yeah. as an international. But if Rangers are at full pelt, who do you reckon? If Chris? Rangers are at full pelt, I think um, Rangers will win the game two one. I do. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I do. I just think Rangers need to win, and somebody was <laughs> yeah, on. Right. Somebody was on the other saying Celtic don't need to win the game, but Celtic mm-hmm. are not going to play that style, not not to win the game, and that's why I think they'll leave themselves open to to the likes of the attacking threat that Rangers have. Kind of like a cup final to Rangers, isn't it? They they have to win it, James. What do you think? And who who do you think plays for Rangers uh, on the on the day, twelve o'clock, a week on Sunday? I think the, the the major one that, that could have a, a big... Obviously, Morelos is the one that we've, yeah. we've spoke mm. about, but Ramsey, if he gets minutes for mm. Wales when he's away here, could come back because he's, he's looking better. Look, he's a top-quality player and he's looking... The more you see him... Are you impressed the, at the weekend? What, yeah. 74 minutes? Just yeah. in, just how intelligent he is, the moves he makes. and Got he, his goal. Yeah, he's he's only one there for the goal, but having having watched him, he's he's played in the semi-finals of the Euros for his country. He's, he's played... He's played he's, Juventus player he's, sure. like he's, he's quality so if he gets minutes he could have a big impact in the game and again it, I still think is Kyogo going to be fit and what, what do Celtic then do with Giacomacchus mm-hmm. if he is fit because Giacomacchus is flying yeah, so. and he played well the last old firm I thought he was terrific the last old firm yeah, Giacomacchus yeah, yeah I thought he was he's arguably good. Celtic's be- best, best player and actually when he went off I think Celtic dropped off a little bit isn't it amazing how it's changed Reagan in the last month he's had two hat-tricks Celtic four hat-tricks this season two of them from Yakimakis or Jakimakis I think they've all gone yeah it's Yota now isn't it not Jota Yakimakis uh, Reagan we know what you think then what, what what do you think a week on Sunday high noon D-Day uh, I'm going to go for 2-1 to Celtic I just think Paul I think McGregor has been a great captain and I think he'll be telling the players how much this is so important because if, if you look at it as well 
they're uh, 15 goals in front of them guys as well so that's an extra point so if they can just win at Ibrox and then I think they, they'll safely see through that 40 million quid that Barry always talks about Paul yeah indeed Yeah, we've got it up in the studio here there's the 40 million pounds is up there Chris who's going to win the title no no Rangers Celtic let's just go yeah. a week on Sunday a week on Sunday obviously I said that Rangers would um, would win 2-1 two two one. One. Yeah. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst maybe tinkers with the, the, the shape a little bit mm-hmm. he might start with a, a five at the back and then maybe progressively you know make it a, a 4 three, 3 you just never know and I think that's a, an added factor that everybody has to, to recognise it in a good way that what Gio's mm-hmm. brung I think when it went to Gerard, it was always 4 three, 3 and it was a similar mm-hmm. style but now he's he's implemented a different formation tinkered with it and it's won them football matches and they can yeah. change it with just the personnel on the pitch also And James for you just, just a week on Sunday let's go because I know you'll come back and join us again who do you think's going to win? Again uh, for Firstly, if I've got time, I'll go back and say that I don't believe that that Rangers have to win the game. I just think that they don't need to lose it okay. um, yep. because there's still games after that. There is another Glasgow Derby, Old Firm game, whatever you want to call it. Yep. So a draw, for me, I think, and oh, okay. the atmosphere yep. the atmosphere is going to play a big part. We've seen it in European nights and how Rangers have done so well. But I'm going to go in this one on the back of it and say a draw. Great. Stephen's got us thinking as well, hasn't he? Who joined us in the first hour. He has. He was excellent. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah superb. And, and Regan, you're an inspiration as well when you come on uh, the phone. And uh, yeah, it's great to hear you, Regan. Cheers, guys. Talk Thanks, Regan. Cheers, Regan. Speak to you soon. It's been a quick two hours. Has, Thanks so it? much. Yeah. Brilliant. James, will you come back? Absolutely. Yeah. Loved it again. Thank you. Great to see you. And Chris, yeah, uh, good, good luck. Of course we will. <laughs> you and, you and James. Um, and good luck this weekend. Oh, thank you. Actually, last Friday night before the Air United game, I was saying, no, I want, they were talking about our broth. I was like, we're at Western Scotland Station and Kilmarnock are a massive club for yeah. us. And, and it was against Air United. Then I realised that the goalkeeper, Aidan, is a great friend of the family's son. Oh. So, But I, I went for Kilmarnock and we got it right. So good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, the news is next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. 